1: You're listening to season two. It's episode number 42. The Cubs are 10 games under. And as Crowley said, blinking light, blinking light, blinking light. In this segment, Crowley interviews Brigham Avery, host of the Hollywood and Ivy show on the marquee sports network. Joining me now on the fly, the W podcast. I have the host of Hollywood and Ivy Brigham Avery, who is live at the hotel Zachary with the federal landmark right behind him. How are you doing Briggs? Brother, it's so great to talk to you. Thank you so much for having
2: me on the show live from the Sloan Suite behind beautiful picturesque Wrigley Field. and Great to be with you flying the W, my man. How are you today?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, you know me, man. I I love every... I'm like a marquee junkie. It's on my house 24-7, and this is one of my guilty pleasures. You get to host an amazing show. It comes out every month. You have a new episode drop, and here it is right here. It's called Hollywood and Ivy. So if you haven't had a chance to watch, it is, like I said, one of my guilty pleasures. Love watching it. How did you get into being a Cubs fan?
2: Well, I wouldn't feel guilty about that at all. I'm just glad you enjoy the show. Uh, I got into being a Cubs fan because I was born here in Chicago, grew up in Oak Park, and I attended Dominican University. Got a little college, little John Belushi college homage going on right now. And I have a a Cubs fan because I'm from Chicago and grown up loving the Cubs, watching the images and just falling in love with everything Cubby. That's what I'm about.
1: And so you said you went to Dominican University and you studied uh, broadcasting. Is that right? I studied corporate
2: communications, which uh, is a little bit I kind of did broadcasting. I made my own path when I lived in Southern California. So I kind of found my own opportunities. I worked for the Walt Disney Company. I worked for a company called Anaheim Sports Incorporated, which owned the Angels and the Ducks, and um, have done some work for KLAA out there in L.A. and all kinds of stuff in that world. So I kind of made my own path to broadcasting in Southern California, but have always had roots in Chicago and roots in my heart, love of the Cubs.
1: So. And, and, and so that the love of the Cubs and your trip out to California gets you in touch with a famous Chicago native, Joe Montaigne. Tell me how that, that all came about. Well, So,
2: so uh, my mother went to high school with Joe's wife and him in uh, Berlin at Morton East. And so my actual great aunt is Joe's brother's godmother. So we have a deep family connection, known each other for a long, long time. And we actually had another show, a podcast, Living Out in Los Angeles, Joe had a restaurant in Burbank called Taste Chicago, not Taste of Chicago, Taste Chicago. And I had a podcast that we recorded live at Joe's place on August 28th, 2016, right when the Cubs were in the midst of the playoff run. So he came on as fat Tony and made a decree, an edict, if you will, and said, if the Cubs didn't win this year, there'd be a no cement shoe shortage for the umpire. So we kind of give ourselves three credit credit for that. And uh, and that, and that moment my man, I kind of realized that I could, in fact, have this show and share the chemistry of Cub fans, share the passion, the pain, the joy, the suffering that was being a Cub fan. And so I kind of realized that when I spoke to Joe that day, and and I knew that I could recreate that with anybody, with Gary Sinise, with Gary Cole, with Bob Odenkirk, recently with, Bob, uh, with uh, Billy Corgan. So, you know, just, we all share the passion of being from Chicago, being Cubs fans, loving the Cubs, and... Uh, and it's a great, great thing to share and very powerful as far as connecting.
1: And so you get this idea, it pops in your head. Hey, I, there are a lot of celebrity Cub fans and, and Hey, we can kind of talk to them about their experiences. Tell me about that first episode. Who was the first guest you ever had on Hollywood Marquee?
2: It, it was Joe Montagna and the Marquee sports network partnered up with us. And it's been an amazing partnership with them. Love all the people over there. It's a great bunch of people. And in reality, when I had Joe on, we went 45 minutes. It was an hour-long show because I know him so well, and the chemistry shared of knowing each other's friends and being Cub fans kind of came true in that episode. And all episodes now are half an hour, and it's kind of a nice package to fit all the memories of being a kid and going to Wrigley Field as a celebrity and book ended with going and throwing out the first pitch as a celebrity, you know, um, Person, you know what I mean. So that that's kind of the anthology that we capture that timeline of going there as a kid and then coming back as a celebrity and throwing out the first pitch. Uh,
1: yeah. When I talk, when I think about Joe Montaigne, it's funny because he has such a rich history with the Cubs. Um, getting involved with the Bleacher Bums, which was a famous play that was uh, in Chicago. Uh, he was there for Kerry Wood's 20K game, and and the one thing I try to tell people is that you know back in the day, you and I both grew up in the early '80s. There was no night games at Wrigley Field. So for the artistic community, for people like musicians and actors who do a lot of their work at night in the evening, well, that was always a great getaway is you go to the Cubs game during the day, and then at night, you you know, you do your gig, whether it's a stand-up gig, whether it's Second City, whether it's Steppenwolf Theater, and you think about all these guys that have kind of passed through Chicago and that love of, of the of everything Cubs is with them, and and that's the one thing I've noticed on your show is that whether, like you said, whether you're talking about Bob Odenkirk, whether you're talking about Gary Sinise, Gary Cole, all these guys, they, they have such an attachment to the Cubs that even though they may be out in Hollywood all the time, their heart's still at Wrigley Field.
2: What happened is that Bob Odenkirk really broke it down. He said that as you grow up in Chicago and the Cubs playing day baseball, you know, for our generation, as a kid growing up, you go to the pool during the day in the morning and probably have lunch, and then you get back home at about 1.32 o'clock, and the game's already started. And you sit in front of the TV, and you let the chlorine soak off you, and you've got a towel wrapped around you, maybe still in your bathing suit, but you sit there in a nice cool room, cooling off, and you take in the image of Wrigley Field, the sounds of Harry Perry and Steve Stone's voice, the beautiful pictures around the green ivy, the blue sky, everything, and it just it gets in you. And doing that day after day throughout the summer, sitting down relaxing kind of just taking it all in that just that builds this lovely loyalty it's the the picturesque beauty that inspires and makes you really uh, a passionate loyal fan that the loyalty is the beauty of the cubs in wrigley field and everyone had that growing up before the lights and something else interesting about joe Montana is he actually penned an article describing what a Cub fan would feel like on 8888 while he was in new york doing a play with madonna called plow the line he was asked by the new york times on his day off to write an article about how a lifelong dedicated devout Cub fan would feel in essence about the first the night game at wrigley field and and gaining lights and and losing day baseball so it's a beautiful article he wrote that as well so yes absolutely sir very many connections and synergy with joe montagna and the cubs
1: and I will tell you as, as well, you know, the one thing I enjoy about watching this show is you just seem to have like a photographic memory. And I, and I, was, I was watching this when you, when you had uh, Jim Belushi on, the great Jim Belushi. He's been on tons of TV and movies. And, you, and, and Jim's always been a big Chicago fan, and he's always kind of incorporated that in whatever projects he's doing. But, you know, when you guys were talking about like the movie about last night, I just thought that was just great stuff. And wasn't it awesome when he talked about
2: it? Uh, when he was having an argument with the director of bat last night, because he said, I'm telling Rob Lowe, listen, go along with me, Rob. I know where the laughs land. You know, is was that profound just to hear him say that and really a lot of unique perspective. And just really where that comes from. Crawley is the fact that I grew up watching canine and taking care of business and red heat and all those movies. That was kind of my heyday, you know? So um, it's um, yeah, it, it's,
1: it's a wonderful thing.
2: And um, as I'm up here, you know, in this beautiful suite, I just, the timing couldn't be any better because I've got the Marquee Sports Network on in the background. And, and uh, look what just happened to, uh, to come on right now. I think this is the, uh, oh, the Billy Corgan episode is on in the background right now. So yay for the Marquee Sports Network and hello to everybody out there, Mike McCarthy, Allison Bertucci, all the great folks, Alex Wilcox, and um, our advertisers, too, the Salsa King of Chicago's got amazing salsa. It's so oh. good. You're I came from Southern California. But Marty, I love you. And, and just all the people that have been a part of this. You know, I'm, I'm kind of compelled right now as I see this in the background, of this beautiful suite behind Wrigley Field. And, you know, what's that Hall and Oates song? You make my
1: dreams come true.
2: So wow. you know, I, I felt that. So I wanted to share that and, and thank a lot of the fine folks that have believed in me and believed in the show. And, and you too, Crawley. Thank you for having me on.
1: Yeah, man. And that's the cool thing is that is the latest episode. So if you, you, you know, that's the cool thing about marquee is if you miss it, you can always come back and catch it. But Billy Corgan was a guy when I was in high school It was so exciting because, you know, the grunge movement was happening out in Seattle, but there was a music scene here and smashing pumpkins coming out with Gish. And then obviously the big one Siamese dream. And then later on Melancholy and the infinite sadness, I mean, he was, I remember they did, they, you know, he had, you know, cut his teeth through the Metro. And then when, when Siamese dream dropped, they had this huge show at the Aragon. I want to say 1993. I want to say that I was at, and it was just phenomenal, but I've gotten to know Billy over the years. And then from watching your show there, there there's clearly a passion that Billy Corgan has about being a cub fan. And it really comes out in the episode. It's a unique
2: passion, absolutely, and very shared and very specific because, he, I will tell you about my experience, I really got into the Cubs in the summer of 85, after 84, and that's the summer when all five of the starting pitchers went on the disabled list. That was Dennis Eckersley, Steve Trout, Rick Suckliff, Scott Sanderson. They all went on the list, and I remember, as Billy says in the episode, them not being very good, but me loving baseball and loving the Cubs and having them be a new love in my life and me having to attach to things like watching how well Ryan Sandberg and Leon Durham played defense or how fast Bobby Jr. was or just the little things you pick up on as a Cub fan and, of course, watching all those things happen in the beautiful background of Wrigley Field.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: So, and, like, and like a lot of Cub fans, Billy had a relative that really got him plugged in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Crawley, Totally. totally. And, and I want to say that, I'm trying to remember, I think it was game six was it, no, was it was a game seven, it game was, seven, it, well, game seven of the 2003 NLCS. Cause Bernie Mac was game six yeah. and Billy Cork in game seven and his telling of, of, you know, the Cubs are just absolutely it's slipping out of their hands. And it's right. Billy. That's got to sing the stretch in game seven. And
2: how about the noise he makes when he says, he could feel the momentum and he says oh, did that whole sound effect is hilarious. <laughs>
1: absolutely phenomenal. And so, you know, you, you got, you know, the cool thing is, is that like, you have no shortage of Cub fans wanting to get on um, Hollywood and Ivy. And you got some guys that are, you know, different guests that are coming up in the future. Who are some of the guests that you think that Cub fans would be excited to hear from?
2: Well, I, I, we have confirmed in the future, Bill Hader and Vince Vaughn are both confirmed. We're sorting out details to have them on and we can't wait. They're excited to come on the show. So, I look forward to having both those guys on. I would like to have John C. Riley on because I'm a huge, huge fan of John C. Riley. I love his comedy, I love his eclectic acting, and I love him in the new Lakers series. And obviously, a Chicago guy. Will Farrell also did something where he managed the Cubs. He also has kind of a close connection to the Cubs, and just him being who he is, love to have him on as well. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of the thing, Crowley, where everybody is embracing and enjoying coming on. Because of my great partner Joe Montagna, he's so undeniable, and people love to come on. And uh, when he asks, they they can't wait to come and talk Cubs with us. And it's become very beautifully synergistic.
1: So. You know the the one thing that I truly enjoy is that, like, okay, Vince Vaughn. I've actually bumped into him on opening days. If you see in his movies, he's wearing the Blackhawks sweater or the Cubs jersey. He's yeah. clearly a Chicago guy. But then all of a sudden you get a guy like Bill Hader. And, you know, he he's, he was on Saturday Night Live forever. He just uh, he just wrapped up Barry, which was a phenomenal show. And it's like, wait a sec, he's one of us too? He's a Cub fan? So you get yeah. to learn about maybe, you know, obviously when you talk about Jim Belushi or Vince Vaughn, clearly Cub fans. But when you talk about a guy like Bill Hader, like what a cool experience.
2: And, and it's all amazing. Just people that grew up on the Superstation watching across the nation. He is from Oklahoma City. His dad was a huge Cub fan because they watched WGN growing up in Oklahoma. And so now he's become a huge Cub fan because of, of that. And he's uh, attached to the team. And he found, and it's funny, just the synergy. This is a perfect Hollywood and Ivy story because Joe montegna was on Barry. He was hilarious on Barry recently on season three. And while they were filming it, him and Bill Hader had conversations to the effect of, oh, wow, you like the Cubs? i got a great Cub show. you got to come on. And Bill Hader can't, can't wait to come on. The interesting thing about Barry is he writes it, he directs it, he shoots it, he edits it. So he's been busy with that process, finishing season four. And and uh, that uh, that that's something that uh, he takes very seriously and can't wait to come on Hollywood and Ivy as, as soon as he's done editing. So I believe that's, that's going to be happening very soon. And can't wait to make that a great episode for everybody.
1: Now, I got to tell you, I, I've run into a lot of players, a lot of celebrities in my life. There's only one guy that's ever gotten me tongue-tied as a celebrity. That's Eddie Vedder. How do you, like when you when you get to sit there and like I said, Gary Sinise, how many movies has that guy been in? Or, or George Wendt from, you know, Cheers fame and all sorts of things. How do you kind of get yourself in the zone and saying, okay, I'm sitting next to this awesome person that I grew up loving, yet I still have a show to kind of get through it. How does that work for you?
2: Well, I'll tell you, I really cut my teeth at Joe Montana because I'm a huge Three Amigos fan. I love the Money Pit. I love the Simpsons. And so just getting to know him, being around him, that kind of set the tone. And then getting to know George Wendt as well, because he's kind of a friend of my family as well. My sister was in the Reanimator with George Wendt. That was a Broadway musical theater production. So I've been on the road in New York with George and his family, and we got to know each other. So kind of those two guys I got to know well. And the reality, Crawley, is that Chicago people are just so beautifully darn real. And so when you start talking to them, you loosen up, the energy is there. The passion is there. The understanding is there. The Cub fandom is there. And that really forms the synergy and the chemistry for this show.
1: Now, I got to ask you, if you could have any guests you wanted to uh, come on the show, who would be a celebrity that you think you would like to say, hey, man, I'd love to hear their Cub fan story? Well,
2: I, there's a lot of um, people that I grew up watching that I'd like to have on. Mary Elizabeth master antonio is from Chicago. She's actually from Oak Park. She was in *The Color of Money*. She was in *Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves*. Jamie Gertz, who was in *The Lost Boy*, also a Chicago native, uh, grew up. She now owns part of the Atlanta Hawks. So, I'd like to have more female perspective on the show, that would be great. And, and Bill Murray, I'd love to have him as well. Obviously, he's kind of the uh, the uh, the grand crown jewel of Cub fans. You know, not like we're all grand crown jewels ourselves, but Bill Murray, we've known about him for such a long time and such an icon. And Growing up with Ghostbusters and Stripes and Caddyshack the way we all did, probably he's kind of the uh, top of the list, A number one, and I'm confident we'll get him. So,
1: uh, you know, we were we were talking about how artists used to love going to day baseball, you know, musicians and theater guys. And the one guy I would love to maybe have you see on one day is Jimmy Buffett. And there's a famous story about Steve Goodman. Steve Goodman wrote the city of New Orleans and go Cubs go. And the thing with Steve Goodman is that he was kind of like when, when different artists used to kind of come through and tour People would stop by at his his apartment and kind of oh. hang out with them. And there was a theater, the Old Town Theater, and it was where kind of a lot of different artists come. And Jimmy Buffett, when he was really, you know, nobody, he stayed with Steve Goodman, and they would go to games and this and that. Well, oh, wow. As you and I were talking about, like eighty four you know, Steve Goodman got really sick, unfortunately, in 1984. And the plan was in the very first playoff game since 1945 to have Steve Goodman do the anthem. And unfortunately, he passed away before, but his close friend, Jimmy Buffett came in and sang that first anthem game, one of the playoffs in 1984. So that and Jimmy Buffett also doing the first concert at Wrigley. I mean, that would be someone that would just be so fun to see, man. And And like I said, there's just no shortage of stories because there are so many great Cub fans that are in the arts and you do such a great job of bringing out the stories and and getting them to kind of it comes through on the screen as a fan. When I listen to them, I just look at them and and I, I realize they may be Oscar winners or Grammy winners or Tony Award winners, whatever. But you know what, man? We share a connection, that synergy that you talk about being a Cubs fan. And, and that's why I love watching Hollywood and Ivy so much is that I get to learn about, you know, these celebrities that I've gotten to admire over the years and realize that deep down they got a, a, they bleed cubby blue just as much as me and you.
2: It's the essence, the reality, Crowley, of being from Chicago, dealing with the weather, the hot, hot summers, the frozen, cold winters. Watching the Cubs for so long, loving the Cubs, cheering and feeling so great when they were successful in 84 and 89 and 98 and 2003, Also having our heart broken, loving our heroes, loving Ryan Sandberg, loving Andre Dawson, loving Mark Grace, loving all like Mark Pryor, Rizzo Bryant, loving them all, and then really Crowley. The great synergy, the great chemistry is building the bridge and sharing the championship together. You know what I mean? That Cubs fans have suffered for so long and then Sharing, drinking from the, the Holy Grail, essentially, is kind of what we all share. And that experience is really what makes Cub fans being so great, greater now than ever. And what makes this show so successful is sharing that, all the pain, the suffering, and then the reward.
1: I love it. And so you can find Hollywood and Ivy on marquee network. It's planned yeah. right now with Billy Corgan and our guy Briggs Avery. Thank you for coming on. My and, man. Make sure- and you can
2: see all the episodes on Brigham Avery Productions, YouTube channel. All the episodes are up on my YouTube channel, Hollywood and Ivy's playing on the marquee sports network. We love the marquee sports network, the salsa King of Chicago, great partner empire carpet, great partner. This is just a great Chicago show. So, and you're a great Chicago show, Crowley. And I love you for being here. Love you for having me. And go Cubs. Briggs, if people
1: if people wanted to follow you on social media, why don't you give out your Twitter handle really quick so that they can follow you and be up to date with everything going on? Yeah, Brigham Avery1 on Twitter, uh, Facebook,
2: Instagram, at Brigham Avery. And really, Brigham Avery Productions is my YouTube channel. I would say send them directly to my YouTube channel, Brigham Avery Productions. Just type that in, subscribe. You can get notified about all the Hollywood and Ivy episodes. The Billy Corgan's been uploaded right now and we got the big train running so love it my friend
1: thank you for jumping on and i look forward to talking to you again
2: you're the man Crowley. thanks so much for having me go cubs appreciate you and we'll do this again real soon have a great afternoon farewell from the sloan suite thank you peggy gilmore from sloan look at this view
1: my Uh, girl peggy i love her she's the best thank you
2: cub fans all around the world for watching thanks marquis thanks to all the people that believe love you crowley love you guys be well go cubbies